This edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast has been brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped, offering you precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. The Manscaped engineering team has spent over 18 months perfecting their greatest ball hair trimmer ever. Ever. They obsess over their technology and developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Try the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Head over to manscaped.com and get 20% off your order plus free shipping when you use promo code RANDOM. You are now listening to Random Ramblings everybody this your boy b rob and i am back with another edition of i'm about to say wrestling is trash <laughs> i got wrestling on the brain but another edition of the random ramblings with rob podcast first and foremost i'd like to thank you the listener for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcast if you're a first time listener i'd like to thank you oh so much for giving my show a try and if anybody recommended you to me, I'd like for you to lean over and give them a crisp high five. But I know we under certain conditions right now to where being within six feet of each other may not be um, a good look. But to do it the safe way, you can get your social media app of choice and uh, send them a well-crafted DM telling them thank you for recommending you to me. Speaking of social media, you can find the Random Ramblings with Rob on various social media platforms to include Twitter at 3R Show, Instagram at The 3R Show, and Twitch. I haven't been on there in a while, but you can search for me on Twitch. Look for 3R Show. Got some videos, including this interview and the interview previous and the one before that all on YouTube to search for 3R Show. And for anything that I may have forgotten to mention, you can find all the information pertaining to the show on randomrob.com. Randomrob.com. So, I already told you last episode, this is just a freaking fanboy fest for me, these next three episodes. Well, as of here, these next two episodes, this one and the one to follow, I have my favorite one of my favorite podcast uh, hosts on the show. Um, episode previous to this one, you got to hear from Brandon, beat him down himself, one of the um, founders of the Coat 45 podcast. And here with me today is um, his co-host, Randy, Random Randy Savage, who I will say I had beef with in the beginning. 
you know, it was an internal beef. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a mutual thing. We didn't hate each other right off the bat. But I was just mad because this is the random rounds with Rob. People call me Random Rob. And here this motherfucker come with the moniker of Random Randy Savage. And I was like, I can't hate that because he's combining the random with the Randy and the Savage. Like, macho man Randy Savage. You know, I didn't even really think to coalesce the two together when we was talking and everything be like hey do you like wrestling like that to where you had to put the randy savage or because your name is randy and you savage you know, you know i didn't we didn't put that together in conversation but i'm just thinking about it now i should just that might have been a good talking point but oh well the time has passed <laughs> and we have many times after this to speak again today as i record this it is valentine's day so it's Valentine's Day treat to me to have Randy on the show and just to be involved with the Colt 45 is a Valentine's Day gift enough for me. So and speaking of Valentine's Day, this is my 13th with my wife. So, yeah, we've been together 13 years, married 12 of those 13 years. And uh, this is n- number 13 for Valentine's Day. So, yeah. Getting up there, getting old and shit. I, I found my first gray hair in my chest, my chest hairs and whatnot. So I need to start shaving them down. But it's not like nobody going to see them. We ain't going to the beach or nothing. And I ain't going to the beach anyway because I got a pool in my backyard. So fuck, fuck the beach. <laughs> and yeah, anyway, I, I, I'm not trying to gloat or anything like that about having a pool because a pool is a pain in the ass. If anybody else out there owns a pool, whether it be above ground or in ground, shit's a fucking hassle. I, I pay a guy to come clean my shit because damn, there's too many mechanisms and then there's a salt pool so we gotta have salt levels and all this other crap. I'm like, fuck that pool. I didn't even want it. My wife wanted it. Happy Valentine's Day, baby. <laughs> but anyway, as I was saying, one of my favorite podcasts, they're here. This is part two. We're going to have part three next week to where it's all three of us just kind of jawjacking and shooting the shit and everything, spe- speaking more on their brand, the Coke 45 and everything. And, yeah, I'm telling you, it's a great show. And um, if given an opportunity, these guys are going to go really far. I mean, they're making their own opportunities, but I'm just saying, if somebody came from on high – in the corporate media world and everything was like, you motherfuckers. And I'll be like, yes, them. Give them the chance. And um, I ask all of you within the sound of my voice to give them a chance as well. Look up the Cult 45 podcast. And that's cult like a cult leader. You know, C-U-L-T. Cult 45 podcast. Check them out on all social media platforms. We got links in the show description and the show description previous to this one. And so on and so forth until the end of time. But for now, enjoy this Valentine's Day edition, I guess, <laughs> with uh, my guest, Random Randy Savage of the Colt 45 podcast. Audio, you are using computer audio. You were merely using the darkness. I was born in it. <laughs> I will be this credit card reckoning. <laughs> Did you put the hit out on Harley Quinn? <laughs> oh, so you watched that show? Yeah, I did watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? 
A dirty bed and a dirty mind. <laughs> it's too mm. much of a thinker. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yes. yes. Brought him back to the pit and everything. Yep. <laughs> Look at the pit. <laughs> ah. So I just got done with a game show like four minutes ago. <laughs> See, you keep I had this already. Yeah, I see. I was about to say you like were over prepared. <laughs> I, I I'm just planning well. I was like, yeah. I'm already taking the day off to do your silly thing. I'm gonna add another thing that's actually gonna be fun. Word. Yeah, so <laughs> ooh, and this episode is powered by White Cup. <laughs> ah, yes. On both sides. <laughs> What's this shenanigans? Ah, kind yeah. of both. They always, yeah. my, they always put my government name on here. Right? That's what I keep telling people. And they're like, I don't, know, I don't even need to have my last name on there. Why? It's like, well, what do you want? Just don't put my last name. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's not no secret, but still. It's just yeah, like, I, have, I have a name, a persona. Put that on there. I've only had a handful of interviews because I have a my professional email. Mm-hmm. And, and um, the rent. It has my uh, my name on the because I made the account, you know? right? So it has my name in the account, and I had people show up to the interviews. Like, so what's up, Shannon? Who the? Fuck? I was like, who is? Oh, it's oh, me. <laughs> gotcha. Uh. I just whatever. I like I spent time trying to create this character that I play on a podcast, and then, then like, all right, you're Randy Yabros, and I was like, first of all, you didn't say my name right. You said my last name wrong, like everyone does. So goddamn Yabo, <laughs> Yabos, Yabaran, Yaboro. I was like, you added more fucking letters than there already is. Why would you do this? Uh-uh. I've been meaning to ask you for a long time. It's just like, um, why movies? Like in general? Yes. I mean, we all have our own fascination. Movies is an escape. It's a freaking a medium. Unlike, I mean, just like everything else, but like why movies though? Because I mean, you, other than myself and like your co-host, Brandon, Mm-hmm. You know, you went to a film school or studied some kind of, you know, yeah. movie making shit or whatnot. Why movies? I like before I went to film school, I didn't understand what I was seeing. I would just knew that I was invested in it. Like I have always had my son does it now where he plays out scenes from other shows that he's seen with his characters he and my grandma tells the same story that i was like holding up a soup can and taking pictures of my action figures like and it's just and i was really into photography in high school because i really i didn't know why i i wasn't very good at it i just wanted to like (laughs) i wanted to take pictures of pretty girls that was the thing but then like i got into film school my teacher says it's like it's the one place where darkness and light, good and evil, you know, 
quiet, the silence and loud noises can mush together and create some kind of new magic that you've never, that you know exists, but like you have no, you don't know how to control it. And then we're going to teach you our best to try and control it. It was real artsy fartsy about the whole thing. That, that almost reminded me of a novelty shop commercial. It was called Priscilla's where fun and fantasy meet. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, teach me, teach me everything you know about making shadows in the dark so I can learn how to like take what I, what I dream about at night and put it on the screen. Cause that was my biggest thing. I was like, I wake up having a really awesome dream. I was like, I should make this, I should write this down and I should make this into something I can use. And it's like, and then I'll forget about it in less than five minutes and it's gone forever. And I'm like, I'll never have that same dream again, unless it was like super intense. I, yeah. I only have recollection of the, the most stupidest shit. <laughs> Matter of fact, cause like uh, me and my wife's favorite show is like supernatural or mm -hmm. whatever. And I had a dream for whatever reason, about Crowley, okay. one of the characters from the show, yeah. and um, he had a sister. wasn't none of the characters from the Supernatural show. It was just some girl that I seen in a movie, and they were trying to fight a dragon, and I was there for some reason because it's my dream, probably. Yeah. And <laughs> I had to trick Crowley into doing something so he didn't kill the dragon, and it backfired, and then I caught on fire, and it was just. Some, I remember shit like that, but like some heart, some crazy a, shit that could be like a movie with like characters that just came from out of my subconscious and my mind and shit. It's like, I don't that's know enough. That right. Like literally that I was thinking like that could work. You could turn like, cause I, I was watching the Witcher. I remember like the Witcher, there's a whole thing where the dragon's not really a dragon. It's actually a dude. And it's like, you, he ends up protecting the dragon in the end. And like the book is different from the show, but the, I was like, yeah, that could totally work if you and then just replace an angel with any kind of generic angel and you'll be all right with that. And then angels usually have like little different levels. So you have an archangel and you have like a cherub and like I'm that was what it was like. I would get it like a dream that was so random and it's like, OK, but if you change this and move this around, then it ends up being some kind of a coherent sentence. And it's like, all right, this works. So since you've got all this knowledge and everything, you try to make sense of these films or whatever. What do you think about our generation's stock of film? What I mean, because like just about everything that we got, we have the advantage of seeing the original most of the time and seeing the remake or the reimagining or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, so like right now in film, the problem we're having is more of, the studios who are run who are basically ran by old white men <laughs> know that dumb people with money like to see things they've already seen before. So it's like, if we can try to sell them the exact same thing that we've already sold them, then they'll make money off of it. And that's basically all it is like at that level movie making mm. is not about really art. It's more about just creating a franchise or creating a product that's, recognizable almost immediately and sounds then sounds like a sounds like a, a culture buying the same shoes over and over again that came out in the 80s and the 90s or cell phone that only yeah. had like another 12 more pixels worth of camera or whatever this is like capitalism works 
so well and trying That's to do iPhone. Yeah. Hey, you know, <laughs> you know what? After our after our thing, I was like, I'm gonna go get a new phone because mine's super old and I want to get a better camera now. But it's been almost five years since I had it. So true, it's like, true, true. <laughs> like, all right, I need to get a new phone. And then like I took I put my old phone in through the T Mobile site and they're like, Oh no, this thing is not even worth the McDonald's meal now. So <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to do, but it ain't getting any money out of us. Would you like an iPhone 12, though? I was like, you dicks. Man, I, I, how do you feel about that shit? Because, like, you know, Walmart's my, my jam. Yeah. And I went in there yesterday, and I always, since I'm in there enough, I know the, le- the lay of the land. And it's just like, I know where they're going to put these kiosks at. I know where AT&T and Dish Network are going to be at to try to sell me some shit that I don't need or want or already got. I always like those hanging out with. I always like seeing the Directv Dish guys because I used to work there, oh. and they're like, "We'll get you any plan that you want." And I was like, "Oh, really? You're gonna give me the plan I had back at Dish, the one where I paid six dollars a month and got everything all at once?" And they're like, "No, I can't do that." And I was like, "Well, then I guess we're not. We don't have anything else to talk about because yeah. that's the plan I want. I want your employee plan, the plan that you give your employees. H, you know, like." I don't want any of the premium channels. You get all the regular channels and then maybe one more premium for $6. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, I might, I might have to. Get I looked at my out. normal bill. It was like $212 a month. And I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't quit this place just yet. Cause I enjoy having all this TV. And then I was like, I was always working. I never got a chance to actually sit down and watch it. Yeah. That's the conundrum of the thing. It's just like, yeah. I have all these things, but I'm not here to enjoy these things. Yeah. And it's like, there's all there's so many new shows so many new movies coming out through streaming processes and i'm like but who has the time when we're always working and i'm just like i i literally watched the newest the newest thing i've seen has been food war but it's been out for like four years now so i was like just because i i just clicked on it one time because i was bored and i was like because i've already watched all my cw shows and like i have conquered the universe (laughs) hardly I've barely dent the surface of this thing. It's just like, there's so much. I just, I don't know. I, I wanted to try something new and I normally go to anime for news things. Cause like there's a billion of them every, yeah, there's a billion of them. And their stories are always more like way out of the box, way interesting. Or like anime is such a like, and like foreign fields and anime are always such a weird, but like awesome palate cleanser where we're always getting the same generic stories over and over again, where it's like, no, this time we're going to watch a show about a guy, a kid, a 16 year old who can make food so good that you come. And I was like, <laughs> what? I'm in. Go ahead, <laughs> sir. Show me this show. And there's like, oh yeah, he's surrounded by all these hot women and like teenage girls. And he can make a fried rice that literally rips their clothes off and they just squirt soy sauce everywhere. And I'm just like, this is a cool show. No, just, that's too much. <laughs> the sensory, sensory overload. But like, but what's weird about it is the show. If you listen to it, you know, if you get past all that, you know, the exploitation of it all, they will actually explain some of the science of the cooking that they're doing. And it's like this is kind of interesting too, because it's like watching, yeah. watching Food Network, and a little bit of porn and a little bit of anime. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right. I, I have noticed that with some of the um, stuff that I. I've watched, I mean, I don't watch a lot of it. It's just like one or two things that I may get into. They do get into the explanation in detail of a lot of things. They don't leave you wanting for nothing. It's just <laughs> like, if you, there is a cliffhanger. I mean, <laughs> they kind of redacted by damn 
next week on whatever and then the show is cool oh come on i'm okay with i'm okay with that because i have a streaming so i was like and i'm already i'm already like four years behind so i was like next week and i'm like and next episode and let's see what happens i was like oh he won well yeah i guess he kind of would right it makes sense he's the main character he always kind of wins but like at least he wins interestingly like Oh, that makes sense. Why wouldn't you just do that from the start? I mean, you no. you talking about anime and everything. I had this conversation uh, before I left work, mm-hmm. and I was I was sitting there thinking about it in hindsight. I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima on a PlayStation, and it also got me thinking about the Kingdom on Netflix. It's a um, the yeah, zombie but, movie. Yeah, the zombie uh-huh. shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So these are like Japanese, uh, you know, Japanese people, mm-hmm. and they're obviously getting dubbed you know because it's in their native language and stuff so i'm watching it dubbed because i i hate reading just regular textbooks i ain't about to read on my damn screen you know not a lot of the times anyway if i don't have to so i'm listening to these people dubbed dialogue and i'm just like this is a compelling story but that sounds extremely racist but is it racist because a lot of people from that that region of the world that speak English as a second language kind of sound like that. And I'm sitting there playing Ghost of Tsushima too, and they're doing the same shit to where they're dubbing it because you can listen to it in either language. And I'm sitting there in my head like, oh, kid the mongrels. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's bad. I'm doing it too. <laughs> I think it would, I think it would like, they're trying to make it so you won't pull them out of the story because it's like, if we're watching a Japanese samurai movie and they roll up with like, Hey, Afro Jack, you, the, <laughs> you a bad mother. Like that would be kind of like, what, what, what did I, did I get the wrong audio track? And it was like, yeah, it would throw you out of the movie. And a lot of times that's, that's the thing about like, uh, we were, we did Lovecraft country for our Patreon. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were talking about how, if you haven't seen the show, there is modern music underneath the show. Yeah. And it's like, but the show is set in the 1950s. So it's like, it, 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 to everyone else, it kind of threw them off. But to me, I was like, no, this makes sense. Because in a modern type of sensibility, we're showing that this hasn't changed since the 1950s. There's still, people are still thinking about how to make more money. People are still, you know they're still hanging black folks in trees. And it's like, yeah. things haven't changed much. And it's like, what? yeah. And it's like, why, why would you put this modern music in there? It's because you need to open up, you know, have a, an idea of like, oh, wait, I heard this song yesterday and they just killed this young boy. And this is about a story about a young boy who yeah. was murdered. And like, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I think they did the same thing in the Watchmen series too. Oh yeah, but like but, Watchmen is still modern age, so it didn't like no one noticed it. But mm-hmm. but the, I like how they kind of hit it as well because they had like a symphony playing some freaking uh, what is his name, The Weekend or whatever, mm-hmm. and they was also playing uh, Frank Ocean as oh, well. Yeah. And I was just like, first off, that's pretty fucking cool. Second yeah. off, this is the third or fourth series that I heard that fucking Frank Ocean song on. I heard it in um, Doom Patrol. Yeah, I heard it in this. I heard it in uh, When They See Us yep. and another thing. And I was like, like, that's how you make money when you make music is like you spread it out as much as you can. Like if you can get it on TV, you can get it in video games. If you can get it on the radio, if it still exists, like 
Yeah. No one goes to the radio anymore. Like, and they go to their streaming services. And it's like, that's, I was telling someone else about that the other day. It was like, there, somebody had said that to get money, to make a dollar on Spotify, you have to have at least a thousand plays. Like one time, a thousand plays. And I was like, that's, that's, that doesn't seem, uncute. it doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah. It's just like, but, but considering like to make, to make a dollar, to make the amount of money it costs to make it, maybe 500, maybe a thousand dollars, you'd have to have a million plays all at once. Mm. And it's like, Man, that's a lot. That's a lot, a lot. And it has to be really popular to be played even a million times where yeah. our podcasts are barely played over 500 times or 200 times or 100 times. And it's like, yeah, but there are like an hour, but still, it's just. Yeah. I don't know. Just the numbers thing is weird to me still. And Adam, I don't pay attention to it. I let I let B do that. He gets frustrated. I want to just talk about movies. I was I was really happy to be a part of a podcast that just let me talk about movies more than anything else. Because it's like if we're I've been in conversations before. It was like tell us about you know the expansion of the universe or like this modern art piece, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys see Lethal Weapon or? <laughs> You guys are hanging up on Harry Potter, the movie series. It's like, but, but you know, you you say that though. It's just like the trope for Code Forty Five is is you the brainy one because you know we watch these movies, or you guys watch those movies, and you give us your opinions and your feedback and stuff, and you breaking down the science and the minutia of the thing or whatever. So it's just like, yeah, you are the guy in the setting <laughs> because I like because I like the movies so much that I learned the science behind the movie, like. But if we're not talking about the movie, we're talking about something else. I've, I'm, I've done, I've watched myself. Like, did you guys see that? Like, oh, we're looking at Starry Night. Hey, do you remember that one scene in David Tennant where they were like in the Doctor Who series where they talked about how like Starry Night was made by Vincent Van Gogh and they were sitting up on like the field? That was really cool. I really liked that series. Like, that's how I would like steer most of my conversations with people. Is like whatever you're talking about, I'm going to equate it to a movie somewhere. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I, like, I, yeah. I do that for the most part too but it's just like another thing with me is music yeah. if i can uh if we're having a conversation and there's like a verse that is relevant or use some of the same words i usually say that song or whatever the case may be yeah but now i gotta worry about my kid because he's doing it too oh no but he's not good at it he hasn't seen enough stuff <laughs> he's only seen like the four shows i he watches over and over again i'm like if you're gonna do this you have to watch more things because Otherwise, you're just going to keep repeating the same shows and people are going to catch on. You have to watch a lot of things so that it sounds like you know a lot. <laughs> otherwise, you're just, otherwise, you're going to sound like you don't know anything because you just keep repeating the same five episodes over and over again. It's like, no, you got to watch a bunch of things from different genres. And it's like, and what my, one of my teachers has said that, or I read, there is a two, there is a two line fence between you and a prefla of just different ideas. And it's all the foreign films with subtitles. And it's like, yeah. every movie I've seen with subtitles has been awesome. Mm. I've never been to uh, watching a movie with subtitles and be like, this is really boring. I really wish I had not done this. Either that or the only time it's been where like the exact time is like, this is super graphic and I really wish I had watched this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because... I've seen gifts of a French film that's been floating around the internet that involved like some bad behavior between a man and a woman. Mm. And I was like, why is this even popping up on my shit? And it's is like, it 365? No, it's a uh, irreversible or something like that. 
Mm, no, 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 no. Is a pretty much an a, a assault in the movie plays in reverse from the mm-hmm. event actually happen happening and shit. And I'm always plagued on my timeline by this gift for whatever reason. And I'm just I, like, because he's really who am hot. I following? Because <laughs> he's super hot. No, it was we were doing. Um, I started like back when I was in school. I was trying to read more screenplays, and there was one that I read called was it Irredeemable or there's a Samuel L. Jackson movie now that they made. It, they made it into a movie. And by yeah, the same was, name or they changed it? I think it was the same name, but I'm not entirely. I think it was ir, it was either irredeemable or irreversible or so, it was something like that. And it's along those same lines, but like and it's it's super intense. Like in the in the script, it's it's like it's set in a high school basketball gym, but in the movie it's set in like a black bunker. But the, the story doesn't change at all. And it's just, and it's about Samuel L. Jackson interrogating a Muslim terrorist. And the terrorist knows something and he needs to get it out. And basically he just, like, and he just goes, Samuel goes way too far, like threatening the guy's family, his, like, his livelihood, all this stuff. And it's like, just to get him to break. And it was super intense. I was like, oh man, Samuel did a really good job. But not as good as the script in my head. <laughs> like <laughs> he did like I saw him doing it, but I was like, yeah, this would be really good. But the problem is, is like he didn't do that. They were there there there's usually like actors take liberties, especially with scripts, and they'll they'll keep those through the editing process. Like I was reading the Back to the Future script, and it's like it's not as funny as the movie. Like a lot of that stuff was like improv through uh michael j fox like michael j fox did a lot of improv in the movie and then there's a whole scene that got completely cut and i was like and they explained things better in the script but in the movie it's like we just kind of like so how did marty get out of that room after he had told his dad he was darth vader like did he climb out the window and he's like no he drugged him and then he walked out (laughs) yeah it's like yeah it's a it's a line he like he put chloroform on his nose and then he knocked him out and walked out (laughs) I was like, fuck. <laughs> but like in the movie, you don't see that. He's like, my name is Darth Vader. I'm I'm an extraterrestrial for the planet Vulcan. And it's cuts. And yeah. it goes to the next morning. And like, you don't ever think, well, how the fuck did he get out of the room? <laughs> no. I, wow. Revelation. Because I, I, I was like, I'm replaying the movie in my head and I'm thinking about the scene. I was like, yeah. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> But, like, in your brain, you're like, well, obviously, he found a way to get out of the room without making, like, no one else had noticed that a giant man dressed in a yellow hazmat suit walked yeah. out of a house. And it, it could have even been to the something simple as, like, the motherfucker was scared and passed out. <laughs> and he just, it could have been. Like, it, I've seen that happen a few times. It's just like, and then he fell asleep. And I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> that's, I'm, I've been trying to write my own script, and I keep getting stuck. Like every time, and it's like I don't know what it is. I'm always getting stuck, and I'm Dude, getting just mad at myself trying to figure out how to get out the room. I guess, <laughs> I guess that's what it is. Or more, it's just like, so what do we do next? Like, I don't want to just jump right into the end. I want to build up to the end. Like I've seen it so many times. Like with Doctor Strange, we have the training montage. With Spider Man, he does the training montage. With like uh, Superman, he does the night in the city where he's like saving people and like we get a sense of Lex Luthor and stuff like that. And I was like, 
yeah, so what's my thing? And I, nothing, blank, completely gone. I, so the, I, like, so I can't think of that, anything. So the thing that you're working on or whatever, do you have an end game in sight or are you just trying to build it as you go? I have an end game in sight. I know how it ends and I know how it starts. Just no that damn middle, I, that pesky middle, that, that pesky middle that I can never seem to write. And it's like, I've heard so many people just, just write the ending then and get and work backwards. And I'm just like, I don't want to want to do this way. And I was, you know what? I was, I was about to be one of those people, but yeah. It's like, <laughs> and, it's, and, you're not, and they're not wrong. They're not wrong. It's just like, I don't know. I don't want to just like start like, and then he got, to the temple that's <laughs> like okay sure whatever i so, mean it essentially it's going to be the same anyway but it, like i don't know but you know just not to bury so much of the lead or whatever i mean what is it loosely based on anything or this is just like totally out of your your scalp so it's more of like we had seen jesus christ vampire hunter oh yeah 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 i remember yeah and like I was like, I could do better than this. I can make a movie that's like this. Same elements, nothing else changes. It's like, well, I'll make it. It'll be called Black Jesus or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. And so far, I've been stuck just because, like, even in Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter, right here at this point where I'm at, he gets more information from a new character. And I've already added in a new character. And the information is there, but it's like beyond that, I have nowhere else to go. And it's like, even in the bad movie, they go, they cut back to the bad guy plotting something or doing something. And there's like, ah, just, but it's just, I don't want to go that. Like, it's a bad movie. I don't want to keep following. Like, <laughs> Let's follow the footsteps of this garbage movie and see where we get. And I was like, no. So you're just kind of picking the bones of the original to make something. I mean, new. I've, and it, you know, other people have done it before where it's like, we take a, you take a really good movie and just remake it and do something else. Like House on Haunted Hill was like, yeah, it was the guy who had the ability. Like he was just a major, I think he was a toy maker. And that's why he was able to build animatronics that could scare people. Whereas in the remake, it was about an amusement park owner who could build things that scared people. But the problem was the difference in between the two movies was the ghosts were fake in the old one, but the ghosts were real in the new one. It was like, oh. So that's the difference. That's the only difference. And it's, and you know, I'm, nah, trying, I just, I'm just trying to figure out the logistics of that. Cause I mean, we taking Jesus Christ, you know, fish and bread, poof. Now it's a whole bunch of shit and he hunting huh. vampires. And I'm yeah. like, then that's weird. Cause he can probably have steaks that look like crucifixes. I'm just right? saying shit. Cause I never seen the movie and it's, yeah, it's, there's a whole scene where in, he kills a bunch of vampires in a bar. This is the this is the old this is the Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter movie, and he uses different like vampire killing techniques. He he throws toothpicks and hits all of their hearts. Because he's <laughs> Jesus, I, I get yeah, it. He's yeah, he's Jesus. He can do it. He like he drinks. He blesses a bottle of a uh, bottle of beer and then smashes and then spits in someone's face with that water. So it's holy water that comes out of his mouth. And I was like. Yeah, I'm not doing any of this. <laughs> I'm not doing any of this. It's not happening. So, so I mean, what's the, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's the like the fascination with vampires because it's just they got Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, mm-hmm. which I read the book. Yeah, 
one of the few books that I've read in my life as an adult. And it was surprisingly good. It was just kind of the book was long-winded. Yeah. Because it took, all it did was took his actual history. Sprinkled <laughs> vampires. vampires. <laughs> and like, there was a vampire. Because he had he had buku kids and shit, and some of them died and whatnot. And they used that as, you know, this. And like yeah. his mother died from this this should call milk poisoning or some shit, but it's yeah, actually I mean, a vampire. I don't remember the movie doing that at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his his homeboy who was a black guy. Yeah, uh, no, that wasn't in the book. Uh, they made him a black guy, which I don't have too much. That's fine. I'm okay with like taking all the roles from people. Yeah. I still want to see an all black cast do like Hamlet or something. Just just because I thought they had, I thought they'd done that. Or did they do a black Othello? They did a black Othello. They always do Othello, but they never do like Hamlet or like they never do a Midsummer Midsummer Night's Dream or I don't know, Die Hard. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't they though? Like, well, no, I'm I'm stupid as fuck. I'm about to say they can do a black Die Hard. I say, isn't that the last Boy Scout? But Bruce Willis in that too. (laughs) Willis is the main character. (laughs) But like, you know, there's I'm going to get you sucker. That's I have I've I've seen it. Hang on, no, maybe no. You know what? That is the big question right there. You okay? Our our movie cultures are different. Yeah, because you, know? you know I look at you, I see me, and so forth, and you know culture wise, and I'm just like, I look at your um, your Facebook and use like I never seen these movies, and I'm like, how have you not seen all these movies? This is like our bag. This is what we watch so how have you not seen it <laughs> so i've mentioned a few times before that my dad got me into movies my my black dad has got me into movies but my white stepdad nurtured me into different movies like he was more of like more sci-fi more foreign films more anime and like and non-stereotyped yeah. non-stereotyped yeah and it's just like you know i i've never seen like I didn't know there was like a, a a black person curriculum of movies, like yeah. And like I was, I grew up in a very white neighborhood in North Carolina, and there was a guy, one of my friends. He's like, we had he talked about like I've never seen the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and I was like, it's not great. I've seen it because you know my you know, my white stepdad showed yeah. it to me, and it's like, yeah, man, I've never seen it, like. All right, I don't know. Like, to name a movie I've never seen, and it's like, I don't know, uh, Juice. And I was like, Yep, I've never seen that. <laughs> what, what, what is this? What kind of juice is it? I didn't, I didn't go like, I didn't go that deep. I was just like, because <laughs> like, yeah, that makes sense. And it, and it was more of like, as I got in, as I got more, as I got older, I didn't, and I even had an access of hundreds of movies because I worked at the. Uh, I worked at Hollywood Video. I had the ability to like rent anything, rent anything I wanted, and like I can't believe I just never just like yeah list of black movies and just start ticking off boxes just because I had the time and I had well up until the point where I didn't have it because they went out of business. Yeah, probably my fault too. But <laughs> we were just I could watch. I usually watched all the new movies that came in on. Monday, and so they would get released on Tuesday. So that way, when like people play that game, are you you know that movie with a guy who does the thing? And I was like, the guy is Gerard Butler, and yes, I know the guy. I know the thing. 
Because <laughs> it's like, because that's your job, man. You got to know what. And thing. like, you got to know specific scenes. Yeah. You got to know who that guy is or old boy or whatchamacallit. Yeah. And um, they did this thing. Yeah. On the stuff. So you and the honor, and like that. what's really sad is I've read a bunch of screenwriting books and that's how you describe a basic log line is like it's a guy who does a thing and then something else happens. <laughs> like it's like every time that's as though every movie it's like a guy goes on vacation to, to see his ex-wife and then the building gets taken over and then the guy's by himself. Something always happens. It's like sounds like die hard so it is die hard and there like, you go yeah, you get it and then you get enough of like oh yeah it sounds like die hard i'll work on that or you know a guy who's a computer hacker hacks a thing and then he ends up take, making a choice that changes reality altogether and it's like oh okay it's like sounds like the matrix because mm-hmm. or sounds like you replace guy and hacker with girl in red slippers now it's Wizard of Oz. Nothing else changes. No, yeah, I never really thought about it that way. I mean, there's movies that share a lot of similarities, whatever. But like to think of it as basic as that is just like. Eh. And then, like that's that's how we that's how you're really supposed to start when you're when you're writing and trying to make movies is like you come up with a basic idea and then you expand on that more than anything else. So you try to, and like. <sighs> I'm I'm really good at that part, like the, like the part of like, okay, give me an idea and I'll make something up about a guy who does a thing in a place and I'll, but I'm not good at the expanding part because yeah. it's like, well, see, I I I, I got a whiff of that firsthand um, yeah. this weekend or whatnot, because uh, B was like, hey, uh, this is what we're gonna do, and you was like, okay, I can see that. And the exact words to the T almost. Okay, I can see that. And then you get the things and you got the stuff and you just like, boom, boom. All right, I know what we need to do. Y'all motherfuckers sit right here and you do this and we got it here and bam. And, you know, I got to see that side and I was just like, why, why, why don't you do more of this? <laughs> I, I keep telling people, why don't they let me do more of this? Because that's, that's the fun part. I like literally I'm at the hard part. And once I finish something, like finish a script or short thing, I get to have the fun part, which is actually making the thing. I've always had more fun. Like when we did, I did some 48 hour film festivals and some of them were really hard. And the last one I did was actually really fun because I figured out what I did wrong. And I was like, okay, now I know what I need to do. And it is not let anyone else be in charge. Because <laughs> it's like, right, I'm going to try my best to like listen to what you want, even though I don't think it's going to work well. And I was just like, okay why is he here again no okay well that doesn't make sense in your story that you wrote but okay i'm gonna let's shoot this and we'll see what happens and like 14 hours later we got a seven minute piece of garbage and i was like meh but then i did it my by myself and i was like it was just me and my buddy and was like we gotta do a horror movie and i'm not good at horror i was like even though i watch a bunch of horror movies now and it's like all right so we got a guy he does a thing he's supposed to be a know-it-all he's supposed to like meet his girlfriend where's where's he meeting his girlfriend i don't know parents house because we have a house all right parents house and you know it's dinner they're having dinner together and he's a big old know-it-all and it's like there's got to be some kind of tension that leads to something wrong like and more than anything else because and his 
his sin for being a know-it-all is what happens. He, he'd be like, they're real good Christian folks. And he knows all about the Bible. And he's like, yeah. I know a bunch of scripture. And they're like, I don't know. I don't actually believe in it. I just know a bunch of scripture. And I was like, oh, okay. And that, that's what it's going to get him killed. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, just like being a big know-it-all, but not really believing in it. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I can write this. And I, we wrote it out in like, you know, four hours. And then the next morning we got together and we shot it and, it's actually not a bad it's not a bad piece of you know film that I made and I was I was happy with the result. Yeah. But and just I really like that stuff. Like I like giving like if someone just hands me scripts and like I want you to make this with whatever you have in front of you and I was like I can do this. I can do this. The and I was happy that stuff. you brought a bunch of stuff to put in front of me and like oh this will help a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well and that's that's another thing too man is just I just I, I love technology. Just, even if I don't even know how to work the shit, I just like I'll see some shit and be like, that is cool. I can use that and I can see the thing right. that I'm doing the thing with. But the problem is I'm a solo project. Yeah. So it's like I can't hold the camera and be doing the thing and stuff like that. So I wind up accumulating all this shit. So cause like I got a camera right here, got a fucking camera right here. I have a drone over there that you've seen that don't yeah. work now for whatever reason. <laughs> I was like, what is, okay, I'm going to go stand over here because that thing looks angry. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, I had the little pocket, you know, 4K camera. I had the gimbal or whatever. I was like, I could see myself doing all these things with these things, but I'm the only guy to do these things with. So I'm just like, well, I have it just in case because yeah. i rather have it and not need it than need, than need it, it and not have it. it. Yeah. And I, I think I found Dangerous words to live by. <laughs> I think I found somebody a little bit worse than me, and that was damn uh, Walker. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, I thought I was the cool guy. I was like, yeah, I got all the tech. And then I meet this guy. I was like, you got all the tech. <laughs> yeah. You, what have you been doing for to get all this stuff? Me, I've been – I I'm usually like, okay, do I have anything? And I'm like, I have a camera. I have some lights. And I have – I can, you know, I can make this work. <laughs> it's like – like I was shooting interviews the other day and I literally like, can I borrow this? Yes. I'm going to take this. I have my ring light. I'm going to use this. And then like, we're just taking things from my church to build their interview set. And I was like, okay, there we go. And I, I pieced it together from remembering how other interview sets looked from TV shows that I've seen. Like I was thinking back to like, uh, it was mostly like, it was like, I was, remembering this one Trump thing where he was, he he got up and left. So I had a good shot of like the scenery. So I was like, okay, I can know how to work that. Yeah. Cause that was kind of like when we did our little segment joint and whatnot, we had the freaking tarp stretched out and everything. It was like, Oh man, it was not stretching. Right. It's not looking right. And you came in there, you just did the simple technique of just kind of bringing it in closer together and bunching it up and yeah. like reflected off the creases and the folds and everything and made it look pretty damn cool. And I was like, Never thought of no shit like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I told B, I was like, yeah, I got paid to do this just with bigger curtains at the hotel because that's what we did. And I was like, I was like, oh, I can do that. You just you just curves and you just put a light underneath it and it shines up. And like their lights, they're not much different than ours, except they change color on command. And like, it's like I could just turn the knob all the way to where it was bluish. And I was like, yeah, this worked. Word. I you know I just I'm more I'm really just trying to find a nice spot to be like 
just let me build things all the time. This stuff. <laughs> I want to do it's this just stuff. like I, I don't know. I like doing this, but mm-hmm. I like I think I like being a part of shit more. Yeah. Because, you know, especially when you work in a group, it takes a lot of in certain instances, it takes a lot of pressure off of you. Because mm-hmm. like for you, you got to figure out what you're going to do. Then you don't have nobody to bounce shit off of. That's and what this it is. Or whatever. And then when you work with somebody or you just kind of just bounce ideas off each other, you know, it, it eases up that pressure and everything. And it's just like, well, I got all this shit and you got an idea. Let's work together. <laughs> I know, you know, right? Well, I mean, and that's one of my, that's the one lesson I have to keep relearning is like this they have a famous saying a poet needs a pen a painter needs a brush and a filmmaker needs an army and it's just like i'm not i'm not good at that i've always been like i could do this by myself right and it's like no you need people you need to learn how to work with other people to do the thing you want to do it's like i don't want to yeah because damn first of all i was tickled pink for b to invite me over to do the shit but then he was just, I was like, yeah, man, what you using? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to just use my phone. And I was like, the fuck you are? <laughs> I'm you like, better not. I'm pulling open the drawer. I was like, yeah, okay. I got this thing. I got this drone. What? I got this shit. I was like, nah, man, we ain't just going to use the phone. You can use my phone. You can't use your phone and be on the camera. And, and I was just like, <laughs> somebody told me we're going to use a phone. And like. In nine in nine two thousand, I'd be like, "That's yeah. odd." But now that I've like, I've seen Collateral and like other movies, I'm just like, "You could get away with that. You can make a movie on a phone." Yeah, sure. Yeah. The the movie um I bought it just on that fact alone is a movie called Unsane, mm-hmm. and they shot the whole thing with iPhones. Yeah, every single scene they shot with an iPhone. And I was like, I Thank just you. want the movie just for that fact alone. Like the camera, the camera I've been using for the longest was $500 when I bought it probably worth like 50 bucks now and my iPhone takes better pictures than it does and I'm just like yeah. my iPhone is old mm-hmm. and I'm just like yeah the te- technology eventually catches up with the consumer and it's mm-hmm. like usually the, like with yeah. these here I mean the big thing that you're paying for this is not so much the camera is the goddamn lens yeah the lens do true. all the work you know and I've been, I like these style of cameras and everything, you know, produces great pictures and everything. And um, I've always had these. My first camera was um, a Rebel XT. Mm. I paid like uh, 300 bucks from it, you know, secondhand from um, a guy I used to work with. And I've always had a Canon since then. Cause like I went from the uh, Rebel XT mm-hmm. to the uh, 3Ti and no, I went to the T2, mm-hmm. then I got the three TI right here, and then I got the what is this? The six I in front of me. Oh, okay. So I've so always you, stuck with this brand. So you've never gone to the full frame cannons yet, though. Like no, this. I haven't. I mean, okay. and, and that was that was the thing. I was just like, all right, I got because these, you know, that came by these by happenstance. Like right. this one right here, a motherfucker gave this to me. Like yeah he took his lens off and was like here i don't want this anymore (laughs) well i was an instructor here take this i don't want it anymore well it was kind of like that because i was an instructor and Uh he was one of the students and he brought the camera and you know you would ask the instructors like hey is it okay you know for you know memorabilia sake you know 
can I take like pictures of the class and you know do stuff like that? I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. As long as while we're not teaching and you know, like doing free time and breaks and stuff, you can it's totally cool. Yeah. And um I had the the one before this one, you know, the the T2 or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, hey man, I got one something like that. I was like, oh, so this the new jam, this is the three TI and shit. And I was like, oh, because you can do video with that one. And he's like, yeah. yeah, we got to talking about the cameras and everything. He's like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about upgrading to another camera. I was like, and jokingly, I'm just like, yeah, man, whenever you make that leap, man, let me get that one. <laughs> you know, ha ha ha, let me yeah. have it. He's let like, me fine. have it for Thank free. You. Yeah. <laughs> let me unburden you with such technology. Normally I just throw out, okay, I'll give it 50 bucks. Give me <laughs> 50 bucks. And it's like, sometimes I'll get, sure. I like, that yeah, not what I expected. It was, it was just exactly one of those things. Just, you know, ha 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 joke, yeah. you know. And um, they graduated, and he was getting on the bus or whatever. And I was, you know, adios. And he jumped off the bus, pulled his uh, the lens off the camera, and gave me the body. And he's like, "There you go." I was like, "Word." What do I do with this part? <laughs> well, I mean, I have all the other cameras before yeah. with all the other lenses, so I was just like, "Yeah, yeah. fuck it, cool." <laughs> nah, then, then this one right here, um, my homeboy, he was doing a YouTube series doing pretty well. Then he had to deploy and he got out of it. He's like, mm. sell it to you for 400 bucks with the, this light that I got right here yeah. and a fucking big ass foldable stand joint or whatever. I was like, word, let me get that. <laughs> nice. Damn. So that's how I came across these, but like the freaking, the what's that, the 5D and mm-hmm. um, the freaking 60 and all those other ones. I always wanted one of those. I used to go pawn shopping for them shits. Nah, you ain't gonna get them on a pawn shop. <laughs> I just wanted one just to say I had one. So I came, I had this one. I had the one in front of me that I just told you about. I got like two other cameras, three other cameras in the other room. Yep. And I was like, I took them all to the pawn shop. I want to trade all these for that one. Hey man, the best I can give you is like 50 bucks. I'm like, this four fucking cameras with lenses. Yeah. The lenses by itself is worth more than that. And I was like, yeah, but not to a pawn shop because it's like, that's the thing. It's like a 5D or a 5.5D or 7D would like to a photographer is worth stays at two grand forever. Yes. Stays at two grand. It's been like, I'm sure there are passes because I remember they were like two grand when I started. They're still two grand now. And it's like, and the lenses swap out from whatever as long as you, it turns and, but like to a pawn shop, it doesn't have any resale value at all because it's like you have to know what you're looking for mm-hmm. if you want that camera. And if you knew that, you definitely wouldn't shop there. You'd go to actual photography place. And it's like, because I've been looking for one too. Like somebody would be dumb enough to like buy a $2,000 camera and give it back away. And I was like, yep. Yeah, that's going to happen. I've seen it happen. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I'm not going to rule it well, out like it's with never going to happen. But I was just like, I mean, well, not, I haven't seen I've seen similar things because if i've seen the motherfucker doing the stupid shit with the camera i would have been the one that got it <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like because i can't the same place of people just they would go there because they're there for like almost three months for training and they would buy all this shit knowing they're gonna be there for three months they would go buy tvs they go buy consoles and stereo systems and all kind of stuff and when it's time to leave they're trying to either resell it and they can't take get what they got for you. it. Or they just, they, yeah, they try to take it with them. Or they just damn leave it in the barracks. I done came off of 
like two or three Xbox 360s that way, you know, just motherfuckers just left them, you know, just left TVs and all kinds of shit. And I'm just like, we just abandoned this. Like, this is the youth of America. Why would you not? Would you at least try to sell it or something? I was what? in the exact same situation they were in in 2000 when I went through training at that same place where I went back to teach. Yeah. And I was in that same situation. But the only thing different that I did, I bought a TV while I was there off of somebody who was leaving. So I didn't right. pay full price for a TV. It was a 13-inch tube TV anyway. And like um, TV. <laughs> I had my... And it had the VCR built into it as well. Oh, wow. So, so I had my mom, I bought it for 50 bucks. I had my mom mail me much. my Nintendo 64. Okay. And all my Kung Fu VHS. So I was there. I had my 13-inch VHS TV with my Nintendo 64 and all my Kung Fu movies and shit. And I'm just living the life. That's so nice. Here, here's my three-month stint is done. And yeah. it's time to go to our first duty station, to, uh, taking our first step into adulthood and responsibility and shit. Like and I got men, real men, manly men. Now all I got is these two duffel bags, a big suitcase, and I got to ride a bus to an airport to go to North Carolina from Missouri. And I'm yeah. like, so where I'm going to put these VHS tapes. I am taking this Nintendo 64. I don't care where I got, if I got to put this bitch in my lap. And then now I got this 13-inch TV. So I figured out some kind of way to expertly fold from, from my many years of, uh, well, months at this point. Dimension folding? Yeah, just <laughs> the military, man. And they show you how to fold, fold in 45-degree angle sheets and corners and everything, man. So I, I finagled some kind of way to get all my clothes in this one bag. And it was just a square enough compartment for me to slide that 13-inch TV in there. And nice. I stuffed clothes around it in there and I zipped it up in the bag real good because it had a handle and wheels on it. So I can yeah. wheel it around. I was like, boom, TV is secure. And I'll just put the Nintendo 64 inside my backpack and carry it with me. And I was like, damn, I got this big ass Avon box full of VHS tapes with Shaolin versus Wu-Tang and all this other bullshit. And I was like, 30 bucks, man. Whole box of VHS, 30 bucks right now. So I had to oh. get rid of all my Wu-Tang movies and all that shit. And that, only regret I have. But then again, I don't think I will regret that because how I am now about my media, yeah. I probably would have sold that shit and got rid of it and probably tried to upgrade to a DVD. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I was, I was like that for a long time until somebody else told me, it's like, yeah, tangible media is going to disappear. Like, eventually... DVDs and Blu-rays are going to be relics and it's going to be collector's items more than anything else. Like maybe the tins and stuff, but everyone's going to have a digital copy somewhere. And it's like, like the libraries that we used to have are just going to be museum pieces. And it's just makes I, me I sad. Of, I almost kind of feel like it's the reverse though now. Cause like what we've, what I found so far is like with video games and shit like that, the digital media is licensed for the most part. So, I mean, you are buying it to mm-hmm. hold it, but it's still just a license. That publishing company or whatever can just, and that digital media is gone from the existence. Right. If I have a physical copy, it's mine. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, it's weird that you could do that. Cause like I could spend either $60 to have this digital platform. I can download it on any machine I want, you know, with my account, of course. 
and you know that's just less storage space in my area yeah or i could spend that same 60 dollars or whatever and have the physical thing which will take up some space it looks cool on the shelf but that's literally mine forever so (laughs) until it do you know yeah because it's not going to it's going to disintegrate. Well, you'll disintegrate before it does because it's yeah, made of plastic. Know. So we have a visit. What? <laughs> Hello. Hey, what's up? Night, night. Good night. Night. Oh, hugs. You didn't see me. Later. <laughs> you didn't see me. I totally saw you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Bye. No. But yeah, it's just I, I don't know. Um I don't like you know, I just said all that stuff, but I don't like holding physical video games. I, I rather buy them digitally. Mm. <laughs> this is the it's like I have a thing right here that I love, but I don't really need it. <laughs> it's like okay. This is the thing about it though, is like I, I, I fell in love with digital media as far as video games go. Right. To where, you know, how I play them sometimes. That's fair. I put them in and I'm playing, you know, I play for a couple hours and it's like, you know what? I have a season of uh, NBA 2K that I need to finish. I need to get a couple games in, maybe win a championship. Now I got to get up out of my chair, go to the damn thing, pull the disc out, put it in the case, put the case up, get the new case, take the game out, put the game in there, go back, sit down. (sighs) Let's play this new game. Yeah, see, and I was just like, yeah. I got tired of that. And I was like, oh, this is the first world of problems. Is- oh, my, oh, my stars and garters. I got to get up out of my chair. No. Like, you know, but the digital shit, I just press the home button, pick the game, play. We good, you know. Yeah. And I just kind of like that aspect of it. But as far as. I'm the um, same way with comic books, because it's like I used to buy a bunch of like trade paperbacks. And it's like, like $10, $14 a piece. And it's just like, oh. And then I found a website that just lets me kind of borrow them. <laughs> and just like, oh, you just put them on your tablet and you have hundreds of them and you can read them all at once. And I was like, yeah, this is better. This is, I like this. Cause I don't like, you know, people like comics for the covers. I like comics for the stories more than anything else. So it's like, I'm reading a bunch of different stories all at once and I can switch through like yeah. different genres and different like publishers. And like, this is so much more Now fun. see, I understand that if like you read a lot, you know, but me, I read every so often. There's not so many things that I read. So when I do find something that catches me or whatever, I like to have it. I want to. Mm. Oh, yeah. And shit like that. Because, like, I got. I'm attempting to do the Dark Tower series. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, I read comics. I don't read books. I listen to books because that takes a lot more and less effort. Because yeah, I listen I, to books more than I do, like, and I but, thought I haven't done that either. I mean, it's like, well, I listen to hours of podcasts. I rarely listen to music because when as soon as I get in my truck, plug yeah. my phone in, go to the latest podcast, press play, and I drive on to work or whatever the case may be. But it never occurred to me that a person with vocal cords that can produce sound and form words and sentences could read me stories. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like. Then you could say you actually read a book when you didn't have to learn to read a book. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've read, I've read The Last Witcher. No, I didn't. I had, someone listen, I had someone just read it to me in a British accent who sounded just like Henry Cavill. And I was like, all right, cool. And I got to, 
I got to visualize all the same scenes, but from that show, but different because they're different in the book. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Or I'm, I was trying to get through the autobiography of Malcolm X and it's like, it wasn't very interesting. It was, it was kind of sad. I was like, oh, I don't want to get sad. <laughs> I don't want to feel sad. I want to, I want more interesting stories more than anything else. So I was like, man, you know he dies at the end, right? Yeah, I know. They, <laughs> and they started off with that. And I was like, so we just cut, we just cut into the chase. Like, just, yeah, yeah. And we're going to go are back you, to his family life. I was like, I don't want to Are, do are you trying to downsell this thing here? <laughs> no. Yeah. I was like, this one that's kind of like one of my least favorite genres of movies like the autobiography or the documentary or whatever about a person because like especially if i know who it is like yeah i didn't know shit about freddie mercury right because you know even the band is i did not know so much of the songs that i i loved and enjoyed was them i didn't know that oh yeah so, queens everywhere so for me watching the movie and figuring all that i was like oh shit that was them because i know bohemian rhapsody from wayne's world yeah so i was like i never knew who that was i just knew that was that song that was in wayne's world and i go years later of course i find out it's you know somebody actually made the song then i go and watch bohemian rhapsody the movie and i'm like this is fucking amazing you know but had it been like Malcolm X or MLK or something. I was like, I know these stories. I know yeah. how this ends. Or Abraham Lincoln is what I always use. I was like, yeah, I know how this is. I know Especially- how it ends. He dies, right? Yeah. He does. But I'm like, no, it's like, I would just, I, every year I try to, well, not every year. The last couple of years I've been doing like a book challenge and it was more like last year was 20 books. This year is 25. And I, I started off the year really well because I basically finished five of the books I started we're about to finish in 2020. It's like, now it's 2021. And guess what? I just finished these four books. Done. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm I'm just like, um, it's a new year. Let's try a book. <laughs> One book. <laughs> One book. You know? And yeah. I, I reached my quota in spades last year. And it was at the end of last year. Yep. Because we got into um, the Scott Pilgrim movie. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah. So I got invited to another podcast to re- to break down and review that movie, and I hadn't seen Scott Pilgrim since what 2010 when it came out because the 10 year anniversary just came up. Right. Oh well, yes, yeah, 10 years. So yeah. I hadn't seen it since then, and that was on Blu-ray, which I still have to this day, and I hadn't watched it since I got it back then, and <laughs> I just you know vaguely remembered it. I was like, oh yeah, you know, and then. I watched it again for the show. Right. And then I was like, wait a minute. I got, you know, I ain't going to tell them myself too much, but I was like, I need to watch this before I get home. And I was just like, uh, shit. I had a digital copy of this movie. <laughs> so I looked up my, um, my iTunes account. Cause I never used that bitch. Yeah. I was like, you still have a copy of Scott Pilgrim in here. I was like, yeah. So I pull it up on the thing and I watched it and I was like, wow, this is a fucking good movie. Yeah. I was really- like, I, 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 did, I don't recall it being this good, I guess, because times has changed. And then you see the cast that was in it from 2010 compared to now. I was They're like, all adults. Captain yeah. Marvel. Yep. Fucking Captain America, yep. Superman. Goddamn. All these motherfuckers is in this movie. And I was like, wow. I would have never thought, <laughs> you know, 
And then I even watched it again when I got home and I was like, this is a fucking good movie. And then I, I was like, the thing that got me more about it now is all the video game stuff mm-hmm. that I missed back then when I originally watched it. I, you know, I was, oh shit, I catch it now. And then got the little one that you just saw. Yeah. She likes video games and stuff and everything. So I was like, this would be a good movie for her to watch. And then I was like, wait a minute, wasn't this based on a book? Yes, and I, then I go back, uh, Bill O'Malley, uh, six book series, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And I buy them off Amazon. And before oh. me and her watched the movie, I was like, you need to read these books so I can read these books <laughs> <laughs> so we can watch this movie. It's just like, what? That's a lot of work for a movie. <laughs> exactly. Cause That's like a lot of work for a movie. I, I, Cause you know, watching it back so many years later and everything and knowing that there was a book series that I, you know, just completely washed on. I was like, I want to read this and I don't want, I want you to read this. And I want you to know these characters before you watch this movie, because I feel like if you watch the movie first and then you go back and read the book is like, is you do it a disjustice almost. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like, Sometimes movies work better as trailers for books more than anything else. Cause it's like yeah. with the movie, you have to cut out a lot of things and like, they don't talk about, they barely talk about Scott and his drummer's relationship mm-hmm. and how much it was actually impactful to Scott's life in that book. Like I, I read that first, that first one for sure. Yeah. See, and then and like, cause the reason I wanted to read the book, cause I wanted a lot more things explained because you see things like, at the first glance, you just watch Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the movie, not, not with no knowledge of the books. Mm-hmm. You watch it, and when you get into the fight with Ramona at the bar, and you're talking about uh, you broke up with Kim and everything, he's like, Yeah, I had to fight 99 guys, and then the hundredth guy was like 60 foot tall robot guy, and then you had to get him to date her and all that stuff. Yeah, that happened in the book. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a whole explanation why he said that when you just watch it with no knowledge of it, he's like, huh, that's weird to say. But in context of the whole story of the movie, it's just like, oh, that makes sense because, you know, he's just poking fun because he pissed because he had to fight seven motherfuckers to be with her. Now yeah. he's making up his own story saying, oh, he had to do all this to be with her. You know, that's what I thought initially. But then reading the book is like, oh, he actually did. That. Oh, he actually did it. I was like, oh, what? then they explain the hyperspace shit or the subspace where they go through the door and they fall through the shit or the mm-hmm. little daydreams that he had where he in the desert. They explain that in the book and everything. But one thing they don't explain in the book is how come she can roll escape through the snow and the shit melt. From the author himself, he was like, I just did it because. Yeah, that hot. <laughs> Yeah. that's what i was thinking I'm like she's so hot she melts the ice as she walks by that's what i figured i was like okay yeah and then and that, moving on <laughs> yeah and then the whole thing with um what evil x number three uh that's uh chris evans right yeah that whole thing went a lot longer in the book obviously it's just like yeah. when he reached down to pull him up and you know oh man don't worry about it and he punched him in the face that didn't happen he pulled him up and they actually sat down and had coffee and was talking and shit and just like, I think that would have been a good scene. Just like, yeah, yeah, you know. All right, we're gonna fight now. Wait, what? Yeah, it was pretty much. It was exactly like that. Pretty much. It's like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. It's cool. It's so they talked and it was kind of like catching them up to speed, like what was up and shit, you know. And then they get the exposition. It's like, all right, yeah, you know, he was young and this is this and this was this and that's why I had to leave. Yeah. Him, yada yada yada. Because then you know it's a book. You have to explain a lot. <laughs> 
Ken's just like, let's fight. No. It was Not funny because like, like, I, I like the scenes when they, she explained the backstory of their relationship. Those were actual shits from the book. So what you saw on the movie was from the book. No. Like the characters and the drawings and shit. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, he's Edgar Wright is actually a really good director too. And like we uh, we were we did we did Shaun of the Dead. We haven't done Hot Fuzz or The World's End yet. I just after we watched Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. we watched all three of those movies. Yeah. They're really good. I was like, this is the same director that made Scott Pilgrim. And she's like, what? And then yeah. we watched Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and at World's End. Yeah, and I've, and I've rewatched Space more times than I care to count. So it's like, and that was like one of his first projects was with Simon Pegg and that cast just remaking that, just the TV show itself. And I was like, and a lot of his chops come from that TV show to other places. And they're like, especially like you can notice in Ant-Man too. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it, something that you started with made its way all the way to a Marvel universe. Because <laughs> I was like, ah, okay. And I'm, I, I was, you know, I try to be a study, a student of all kinds of different genres, like guys and movies and scripts and whatnot. So that way I can like, all right, I know if this worked once, I can try and replicate it and do it again kind of thing. I'll put a twist on it. Oh, the twist. <laughs> oh, the change here. I know one thing I, I have the flaw of and whatnot, because I love a lot of movies. I love movies in general. But I don't have the whole thing of, oh, that's that actor. That's that actor. That's that actor, like, by name and shit. Because, like, whenever I listen to you guys' podcasts, it's just like, oh, you naming the actor by their, you know, their, their given name and shit. Yeah. Like, so much the character or whatnot. Because, you know, I can point out a character here and there. But for me, it's like how we were talking about earlier. I was like, oh, that's old boy. That's you know, old boy yeah. from that thing and that thing. And I was like, yeah, I know that you, guy. He was... Oh boy, he was in this movie with the other dude from that other thing when they did the stuff together. And it yeah. was like, shit. Yeah, that's that's how I remember shit. And sometimes I'll be nice enough to like remember another movie he was in and be like, You remember that one movie he was in and did the thing? And I was like, Oh yeah, it was that guy. And I was like, Yeah, remember? Because I, I know how people are sometimes. They're like, they've seen a guy a thousand times, and it's like, Where have I seen this guy before? And it's like, no, you've seen him over and over again in different movies and different like shows. And like today we were, I was on another thing and like, who is Leslie Ann Willis or whatever. And I was like, I looked her up and I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. I've seen her in a bunch of stuff just as a background character. Just like, yeah. you know, not a, not a person who was actually talking, you know, character actor. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. That makes sense. That I don't remember. I don't recognize her cause she's her job wasn't to be recognized. It was to blend in. And that, that's another thing that I've noticed about watching uh, years and years of film mm. is uh, I've, I've come up with this thing. I, I don't think it was I came up with it, but it's just something that I personally noticed is uh, I call it the rule of two. Okay. Where I really noticed it was um, a TV show, a series called uh, Timeless about time okay. travel. And it got an um, a, a actor in there named Malcolm Barrett, black guy, okay. smart scientist or whatever. He kind of helps them with the technology that they use to do time travel and everything. If you haven't seen Timeless, I recommend it. I haven't seen Timeless, so it's on my list. Now. So we, me and my wife watched that show, and I like his character. I like him as an actor. Mm-hmm. So I followed him to another show, and um, 
it wasn't on purpose either. I think we was watching season two of Santa Clarita Diet or something, and he mm. was on there. Also on there with him was another one of his co-stars from the show that we just watched him on. So uh, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I just seen these two together in another project. So then now I start looking at other movies. I was like, wait a minute. Oh this yeah, he's in a lot of things. Movie. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> this guy's in this guy's in that movie. And he was also in the movie with this guy in this other movie. And I was just like, oh, that's crazy. Cause it seems like everywhere you go, if you see a guy mm-hmm. that was in another movie, he also has his co-star, somebody that he worked with on that other property in this film as well. There's always two of them. At yeah. Least. Well, I mean, like, I can see that more than anything else because we're like, hey, bring on my homeboy, you know? Yeah, that's that's how it works. Is like that's how people get paid and how really you survive is because I you hear stories about how George Christopher Reeves went with Robin Williams to go on auditions and like Robin would do the comedies and Christopher do the dramas and sometimes they'd switch and it's like, or um, there was another duo that was like that. Like Kevin Conroy would do it with um, Kevin Klein. And it's like, it just, as an actor, oh, the actors from what I hear is like, they best, they work better in pairs more than anything else. They more, they work better when they have a friend who's like, um, like it was, even like Jason Voorhees, that's what it was. It was Robert England, and it was, it was Tom. It was, it was, it was the guy Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder yeah. and Robert England were working together, and like they both auditioned for Freddy. And it's like, oh, they had both auditioned for Freddy, and ta- and then the, the Kane Hodder didn't get it because he was too big. And they like they liked Robert England and they kept him. And I was like, oh, okay. Hey, can you imagine a Kane Hodder Freddy Krueger? That would be like so terrifying. A giant Freddy Krueger. Hey, bitch. <laughs> Welcome to your nightmare. I was like, ah, uh, no, that's not this guy. But like, well, you know. It would have just killed me to see that that version of Freddy Krueger and um, Freddy's dead. Mm. <laughs> Flying on the broomstick and shit. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, if I never have to watch those movies ever again, I'll be happy. Yeah, and that was another thing. I mean, you watch so diverse amount of films and everything, whatever, and you never really got into the horror shit. No, like, because like you were talking about in our show, how you had like just a time where you try to get the bitch out of you. Mm -hmm. And I've never had that, or I never went, I never purposely went looking for horror movies. I always enjoyed watching comedies and, dramas that had funny moments but then as i got older i would watch horror movies and as i was getting scared i would be like well i can turn this reaction into something else and i would notice things like like i was watching the the hills have eyes and there's a scene there's a there's a scene where the guy's running away and he trips and falls and he just keeps falling and i was just like this is (laughs) dumb (laughs) or in Chainsaw Massacre where he's chasing Jessica Biel and because I remember this I was watching in the theater and everyone's real quiet and he's running and the chainsaw's going and he trips and the chainsaw lands on his leg and I remember being the only person to go ha ha that was funny and everyone's like that's so low and funny like why Leatherface got hurt I think it was funny I think it it added a little bit of like levity to the yeah. scene like it makes sense to me it's like 
that wasn't funny. Yeah, because I mean, if you fail with a chainsaw, I'm yeah, you fail with a chainsaw, that hurts. Like, I bet it would hurt a lot. I'm like, nah, but yeah, that's what. I was so saying. now, so now that when I watch horror movies, that's how I watch them. I watch them from the perspective of someone trying to make funny out of it, and like one of my friends, she would say, "I can't watch Paranormal Activity," and I was like, "Why? Let's go watch it together right now." And like I sat there and she watched it. She's terrified. And I was like, I wonder how much those sheets cost. And she's like, what? Why would you think like this? I think about like, yeah. It's like, think about this house. I was like, oh no, it's a dreaded haunted pool skimmer. That's like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> she's like, why are you doing this? Because it's funny. Look at it. And she and it got her out of like to be the mindset of being scared. And I was like, yeah. There are movies that actually genuinely terrify me because they're really, they pull me into the story more than anything else. Like, like VHS was actually really good. I like yeah, that the one. first one. <laughs> the first one's good. I haven't seen the second one though. Yeah. I like the first one was really good. And I was, I was expecting jump scares. I got jump scares and they get to that last story and I'm just like, nope, nope, yeah. <laughs> nope. Shit, the first one was crazy. I mean, bitch, the first one was crazy, but it was kind of warranted. And I was like, yeah, I figured, like, look, look at her. That's not someone who should be fucked with. <laughs> look at her. She's like, she looks like she's ha- either she's on drugs or she has a gypsy curse on her. One of these is true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She's like a giant bat person or whatever. Just- yeah, and then being a giant bat person, I was like, gypsy curse. Knew it. But like, and then the one in the middle, like there's, or the two in the middle are actually really good. The remake of uh, Saturday the 14th is what they call it. And then the the vacation one is like, I didn't expect that at all. I was like, that's, man, like it was, and I was, I was really impressed with like, they put all these short stories in this major film and it all kind of had them. A mush together and i was like I, I could this is actually really good and then that last one where like they're looking for the party and the house is haunted and like mm. no you gotta stop her and i was like guys i think it'd be best if you just walked away right now like <laughs> guys guys did you be like either they're all murderers and they're gonna murder this girl and then you guys next or that's actually a demon and they're trying to stop it the, the best solution is to just walk away, go find a cop. Because you guys are white. No one's going to... It could be all right. Yeah, you run around screaming and be like, Sir, yeah, sir, no gonna how can you. I help you? Help! Police! Gendarmes! Uh, you talk about the Paranormal Activity series or whatever. I only enjoyed those because how everything circled back around to the first film. I never got past the first one. Like, I just... And it wasn't because they were scary because they ended up being boring. I just like found footage movies are definitely something like, oh, oh yeah, they, 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 but VHS was the one found footage movie. I was like, this is actually not that bad. I actually like this a lot. And then like another one that they, I thought they did good with was um, Chronicle. I like that. Yeah. I liked Chronicle. I liked Chronicle. I liked, if you don't watch Cloverfield on a big screen, it's okay. Yeah. Like if you watch Cloverfield, and you look and you look at a TV that's if you're on a small enough TV and you can step back from it, it's actually not that bad because yeah, I like it's bad. Movie. Yeah, but it's it, bad if you're trying to watch it like big giant TV and like ah. And I, I think I said it when we was all together this past weekend. Damn, 
I think that Godzilla movie, the one with uh, Matthew Broderick in it, that w- that version of Godzilla, that was the one that set the the scale for giant monsters or whatever. Because ever since they made that change to Godzilla with like the the straight looking head and like yeah. the square mouth and snout and everything, Cloverfield, that monster yeah. looked just like that monster when they did the Clash of the Titans remake. That mm-hmm. the Kraken looked like that monster, or any oh. Kraken like monster looked like that monster. You know, yeah, oh, that's disappointing. Like, I would. I would prefer a more Cthulhu type monster with the tentacles and like curves and stuff. Like, you know, like Tim Burton would have made it. Like, just, I don't know. I don't like, I like I said in the Godzilla episode, it's like, it, it was super streamlined. Like, it was like Godzilla, but for your teen extreme child kind of way. Not just that, like that version of Godzilla looked like, um, motherfucker pop out of Ben 10 watch and shit. Just like. yeah, that's what it was. It was very Ben 10 ish. That's a show I need to get into. Yeah, uh, it's on HBO Max, I think, right? Oh, cool. I think it is. I've already watched Gravity Falls like four times, and it's a really fun show. <laughs> I'm getting back to all that stuff, you know, because I've heard about all these things because, you know, I was a manly man doing adult shit or whatever. I don't care if I had kids. I ain't watching no cartoons. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an adult with money. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> But my Today dad, I'm going to watch Rick and Morty, and tomorrow I'm going to watch Gravity Falls, which and and then try to find the similarities between the two. Oh, Rick and Morty is crazy, man! And just oh, like I show. like callbacks, and they mm-hmm. do a lot of that shit in there. It's a great show. I love that show. <laughs> my wife bought me some Rick and Morty pajamas, and I didn't even know that she knew that I like Rick and Morty. No, <laughs> no. I just came home and had Rick and Morty pajamas on the bed, and I was like, "It's too hot for this shit." Put it's it too hot for pajamas. <laughs> No. Oh shit. But your counterpart was here. You 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 guys host the Cult 45 podcast and everything. One of my favorite podcasts. I can't gush about it enough. Mm. And um I've always heard the story from Brendan's side and he because he says it over and over again anytime it comes up about you two and how you met and how you got together. But right. sir, if you can indulge me and okay. tell me about tell tell me from your perspective how that all went down and everything like that. Sure. So, like, I had started podcasting with my friend who uh, who did the – we created a podcast. It was called Dogfin Radio. And, like, um, I don't know if his podcast is still existing anymore. I know he's still doing podcasting. He's doing Twitch streaming now, more of what he wanted to do. Because he wanted to do more of a tech-based video game. And then we talk about the news a little bit. And like he wanted to do a generalized show, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll help you with that. And like, I would bring in movie commentary, entertainment news, and like, basically maybe a movie review every once in a while. So, and he was really good at doing all the scheduling. He was really good at like, he was good at bringing in tech, but he didn't know how to work it. And I was, but I was good at learning how to work <laughs> tech because i was going to school for it and i was like okay and i worked at dish network so i knew how to troubleshoot and make sure things worked right and we were just you know we got to a certain point in our podcast where he's like i definitely just want to focus on tech and video games and like i really don't want to focus too much on the movie stuff and i was like so what am i gonna do (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I, I got it. I don't, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll maybe do one more episode and see what happens. It's like, okay. So 
we had already gone to common palooza we did a floor show we did like you know we did a podcast there and common palooza had set us up with this facebook group and like email chain and i i you know i'm the big social media guy he wasn't really good and he wasn't good at social media so i would post the i would post the internet like i was i actually controlled all the like the hosting because like he didn't want to pay for hosting so i found a website that exclusively did audio porn <laughs> and like all, all it does it just it just shows it just it like it's just for guys no it's like it's, it's not it's not all like that it's not all that but it's more like stories and then like then that mm-hmm. and then like girls screaming guys making grunting noises it was asmr before asmr well it was audio porn in the 50s it was audio porn, yeah mm-hmm. and so like but the thing about it they didn't charge people to like dump your stuff on there yeah. and i was like we could dump a whole podcast on here and no one would charge us and we could just direct people to this site and it would be fine and you could pull up the rss feed and yeah, transmit it to yeah. itunes that way so that's what we did and we didn't pay for you know and then eventually he's like i got a soundcloud now i got the money i can just put all the stuff in soundcloud i was like okay cool i'll just stop using the porn site <laughs> it's hey, still please. on there we're just, we're just gonna abandon it yeah the guy in the, the freaking the apple submission thing is like rss yeah rss but sound porn? soundgasm <laughs> soundgasm.org what the fuck and it's like yeah it, it it worked it worked for what we were trying to do and then i you know i had fun doing it and i like would do um i really enjoyed doing my randy remembers whereas like during the week i'd read a comic and then i would just all right i'm going to tell you the story about what i can remember from the comic i read this week and then like i wouldn't have the comic in front of me i would just remember it off the top of my head just as much as i could and luckily i was like really good at just remembering the stories and stuff Cause there were always really interesting stories that I remembered. But um, so we were deciding that we were going to split up from, we we're going to disband Dogfin radio or like at least he was going to disband Dogfin radio from me, I guess. <laughs> and cause the Dogfin radio, he got another co-host, uh, uh, another female co-host and he got more views and more things. And I guess I was out and I was so connected to all the social media stuff and Kamapalooza. And then Brandon puts up this like like ad or like message on the board. And he's like, I need someone to just cover the floor show to help me out. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to go to Comfalooza anymore because John won't sign up, sign me up for a ticket anymore. And I could just volunteer, but I still want a podcast. So I messaged him back. I was like, Hey, I'll help you out. And then John messaged him again. And he's like, yeah, I can help you out. Cause he didn't want to pay <laughs> you want to deal with all that other bullshit with comic palooza to try and get back in if someone else is going to do it for him. And it's like, nah, Randy said it was okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. So I got it. I got one over on him. And literally I brought whatever kind of gizmos and gadgets I had left over from my podcast side. And I brought it with me and I cobbled together. Like I had my mic and I, you know, we had to like, I had an extension cord because we had to plug into like this uh, knickknack store thing, like two booths down just to get power. <laughs> and 
he was just like, okay, so we're going to talk about your five favorite top movies. And I was like, yeah, I have five favorite top movies. And I talked about the movies I remembered and Back to the Future, Fight Club, Matrix, and Pulp Fiction. I was like, man, these movies are not that old. Why do I not know older movies? And, you know, he's like, you don't have any black movies in this? No, I don't have any black movies on there. And I was like, sorry. And I was like, I'm born from a very white family. And it's like, and we, we got done like 20 minutes later. And then people were like, you guys, how long have you guys been doing this together? And it's like, ah, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. <laughs> it's been 20 minutes. <laughs> and then like, yeah, you guys have been sound like you guys have been doing this for forever. And I was like, I, don't know. I was listening. I'm, you know, because that's what I did with John. I was like, I was an active listener. It's like, I listen, I try to comment and I try to make it funny because he's very, he'd read the news. And I was like, well, isn't that funny? Like, sounds like a dick. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, moving on. It's like, okay, you're just going to play that role? All right, fine. Whatever. Yeah, hello, darkness, my old friend. And, yeah. And I, so what I told B later is like, I would, because of our interaction with Compalooza, they made us all listen to each other's podcasts. So while John was building a podcast, I was listening to Cult 45. And I listened to the episodes that I had seen the movies for already. And I was like, we could take that. We could take that. We could take that. And like he had, you know, the skin deep and the body count and like he'd have the sound drops and all that stuff in there. And I was like, I could do that. And I would pull, I would, you know, I would, cause you know, again, I was all the technical stuff. So he would let me edit sometimes or most of the time. So I'd edit the episode and then I would add in the sound drops and I would create, I created a new theme song. He liked it. I had it like, because his girlfriend at the time would realize I would always say like dick and pussy and sex. And it's like, it's a very graphic podcast. You should really put a warning in front. So I was like, all right. So I had a friend of mine, she'd do it like, you know, the following podcast is not going to be, is not for mature audiences. Like, okay. And I added that in and then it was, you know, I had fun building this thing and he definitely just wanted more tech and news. And I was like, but I want to make it funny. I want to make it like, like this show, like over here, it's actually fun. And like, they talk about movies and they do fun things. They make laugh, make each other laugh and stuff. And and then that podcast actually calls me up and I'm like, can you come help us make us funny and laugh? And I was like, yes, yes, I will. Come on, <laughs> let's go do this right now. And then, and then that after that uh, floor show, Brandon's like, yeah, the co-hosts, man, they're like, they're all gone. It's like, there's, you know, I was I was gonna pack it all in. This is gonna be the last show. And it's like, yeah. But it's like, but if you wanted to help me, I would, I'd be, I'd be really appreciative if you helped me out. And I was like, yeah, man, of course. I'd be happy to help you. I love this show. This is a great show. Before I even got on it, it was a good show. And it's like, I'd be happy to help you with whatever you want. You want me to, what do you want me to do? I'll tell me and I'll be there. And I was like, okay. And like, well, we got to do another live show like in an hour. <laughs> it's like, okay. I'll go, let's do that. I've never done a live show in front of actual people. This will be interesting. Mm-hmm. And because he, he had made me watch uh, Double Dragon and Super Mario Brothers. Oh, God. And I was like, I had notes. I had like pages of notes. And when I got on the live show, <laughs> didn't use any of those notes. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, being on um, the show with y'all a couple of times or whatnot is just, I get it. You know, yeah. it's like... He he damn laid out for us and we just like, all right, I'll take this and run with it a little bit. 
you know, because I mean, that's that's how B is from what you know what I've observed and listened to the show and whatnot. He'll lay out all the stuff. He'll he'll, he'll throw the ball up. We yeah. just all we had to do is slam dunk it or whatnot. He's the he's the engine, and my job is to point out the funny things I see on the way. And I was like, oh, okay, that's I've seen this dynamic before. I can I can I know where I'm supposed to be playing on this role. And sometimes it like like uh, I'll make a visual change. Like when we did die another day, and. And he's like getting real upset about it. And I was like, I know where I'm playing today. <laughs> and, and I was just like, no, no, no. If you explain like this way, it works this way with James Bond and this way. And he's just no, like, no. he's just getting frustrated and angry the whole episode. I'm just like, yeah, this will totally work. If you do it this way, the- why are you defending this? <laughs> and I was like, no, because it's, it's a good show. And I was like, and then we got to the end of the episode, like, oh no, I was lying the whole time. This is garbage. This is hot garbage. This sucks. It's like, like, what? <laughs> you, you, you did. Ah! I was like, oh, this is funny. I like this episode. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I, was, I was playing this role the whole time. Just like, yeah, I knew it sucked. I just was going to try and fight for this, uh, things on her the whole time. Like Wonder Woman 84, but. Oh. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> what? It's not my fault. They tried. Uh, I, was, I was actually doing the movie, not you. <laughs> oh, they tried. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it could have been better. And that's the problem, right? It's like yeah. ev- everyone has that same kind of opinion where it's like, it's not bad. It ain't great. Yeah, because uh, I, well, let's just say, the first Wonder Woman movie that they made did not exist, and this was the first experience of Wonder Woman solo that we would have got. It would have been hot garbage. Yeah, this would have been bad. I mean, it would have been cool in the aspect of, oh, man, this is the modern Wonder Woman or whatever. You know, we got the original cameo on the end. You know, it would have been cool from that aspect, but that movie would have just been like, bleh. Yeah, it wouldn't have been great yeah. at all. The like, first one was great, man. I almost even got a little teary-eyed. I can take you the exact point. Um, I took, I don't know if I took my youngest girl, but my oldest one was living here and I took her, no, I took the little one too. I took both of the girls to go see Wonder Woman when it came out and we was watching it. I was really digging it. And when it got to the scene to where she stepped up on the battlefield, she talking about, Hey, you know, yeah, the no man's land scene. Yeah. There was women and children dying and shit. I was like, man, I got all emotional and shit. And I was like, Turned into a bitch to my girls here. I can't be feeling this way. But How I mean, dare they make me feel feelings? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just. But it was I, good. It, I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. I mean, even the kids enjoyed it too. I know. honestly wanted to see because they haven't done it yet. But I really feel like Wonder Woman's the spot where you could do a God of War type movie, where it's like, yes. she fit, you know, she fought Ares that yeah. that last time. But it's like that was. It, that's not big enough. Make her make it seem like she's fighting Zeus this time. <laughs> Where like he's throwing down a lightning bolt and she's running up his leg and like stabs him in the eye. <laughs> that would have I was like, yeah, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. How would you like no, it's, it's yeah. she's fighting gods. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, don't they have some kind of incarnation of the you know, like the demigods and the gods in the comic book? Yeah, I mean like but like in the comic book, it's more, it's very Game of Thronesy, where they're all kind of conniving and like backstabbing each other. And I think like 
Zeus might be dead now that I think about it. But like Apollo was the main bad guy in the comic series I was reading. And he was he was just trying to like he was trying to get a newborn baby that he had impregnated and it was gonna be a new demigod. And the mom didn't want to give it up. And like so Wonder Woman protects the mom and the newborn baby the whole time. And I was like, this is not a you know, it's not a big story, but it's still an interesting story. And then she tries to keep the baby away from Apollo, but Apollo keeps sending like emissaries and like dark agents to try and take the baby. So she gets the help of like um, Eros and um, Hamenfetus and they build her like gold guns, (laughs) gold guns that shoot love bullets, love bullets, (laughs) love bullets. Yeah. And like, it it sounds like that, um, that, the kid with the food <laughs> yeah because like you shoot you shoot the you know because in the old story the guy shot the arrows and they've fallen in love so he's like let me get you an upgrade and he got you two like desert eagle 50s that just shoot love bullets <laughs> makes you fall in love while you die those bullets were laced with the food of the young boy that gives you orgasms yeah <laughs> ah! so you died a little death you like, got ah! a little you died the small death yeah <laughs> oh the flavor <laughs> This intense umami flavor. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. That just kind of derailed what I had. I had something I was going to ask you. But <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but, like, I, there's the thing I've noticed about DC Comics more than anything else is, like, they've all, they're always trying to follow Marvel more than anything else. And I've, to be honest, they shouldn't. They should just do their own thing and, like, Everyone loves the Christopher Nolan movies because it's about spectral. It's like, it's huge. It's a big open space. Like with Batman, with the Dark Knight and with the Dark Knight Rises, the way he made those movies was like wide and big and vast. And Batman was in Hong Kong and Thailand and Brazil. And like, he was fighting, he wasn't fighting monsters, but he was fighting like larger than life characters. And it's like, okay, how do we translate that to the characters like Superman or Wonder Woman. Well, you make them, you give them villains that are larger than life. So like, not Apocalypse, you don't start there. You start with like Lex Luthor with a kryptonite suit, make him like giant green rays and shit. That would have been cool. Yeah, like Iron Man 1. Yeah, like Iron Man 1, but different. So Mm -hmm. like, even Superman who punches like, you know, who holds city blocks to death, he could still not face with Lex's suit, it's now a toe-to-toe battle more than yeah. anything else. So like, it's like you, that scene in Batman v Superman where it's yeah, actually we, a guy in a suit versus Superman. It's like, yeah. you could have done this. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know. As long as you don't say Martha, you're fine. Yeah, and just like, I got what they were trying to do. I just, it, it was a poor execution of the whole thing. And it's like, ah. And like with CW, they do things like that. They do bigger, yeah. they do movie-level events but they have TV level expositions on every episode. They explain things in smaller doses, which they can do as a television show. So it's yeah. like, and, and you I'm, get it. I come to find myself liking that format better for certain content. You know, I'd rather them have, instead of a full length feature film, I'd rather them have a mini series or something like that. That's, I was thinking that too, but then I, I started watching WandaVision and then I was like, this would have been much better had it been a 90 minute movie. Like, Really? I don't know. So far, I'm at that point where it's like, yeah, but had this only been the 30 minute mark of where you're at right now, 
it would have been super interesting rather than like I'm watching. This is now the third hour I've wasted (laughs) watching this. And I feel like, uh, nothing's happening. Yeah. Well, they less than an hour though. Right. I, I think they're like 40 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. I think they're 30 minutes. But yeah, still. I think they're closer to 30. But again, yeah. it's still like that's it's still still. Yeah. Like an hour and a half so far that is like. Yeah, but <laughs> move on, do something. And yeah, it's I, like, I, I get, just been waiting for the strange, strange to happen. <laughs> and that's I, that's the movie that's going to happen with Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. It's the mouth or the multiverse, the of, multiverse madness. of madness. Yeah. A multiverse madness. One of one of them bitches. I know. It's, I know. It's based off of that mouth of madness book that they never gonna turn into a movie because it's too hard or whatever. But like, and I don't know. All those comics are weird. Comics are. <laughs> yeah. Comics and are I'm weird. I'm fine being ignorant of the fact because I've enjoyed the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe or whatever without having so much knowledge of you know the source material and whatnot so when i see something on there and i'm just like oh this is cool and then here i am spitting my knowledge and facts but it's only based off of the cinematic universe and shit i was like i'm content with that so no. like when somebody is well versed with the book content they're like oh man they could have did this i'm mad that they didn't do this they should have said this and that and that and i was like that's I that's why i was saying it's like movies work better as trailers for the books where there's like if you were to like if I saw Captain Marvel but had never read any Captain Marvel comics and then went back and actually started reading Captain Marvel comics, I'd be like, that's actually not a bad way to do that for her power set. Even though the original way was almost like that, kind of not. And then it gets all kind of <clears throat> rapey towards the middle. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. It's, it's like... Yeah, you remember that one time a bad guy used Captain Marvel's vagina as a dimensional gateway? It's like what? Oh, uh-huh. like for real? For real? I, that's a thing that happened. That is in like that is a, colored in print. That is a thing that happened in that comic where Captain Marvel was impregnated by an extra-dimensional demon who wanted to who wanted to be in this reality. So he impregnated her. Got her pregnant, so he can yeah. So he can trans. He can put his body into the baby, and then that's how he got through into our universe. That almost sounds like Ghostbusters too. Yeah. <laughs> Vigo I think was around the same time too. I was like, yeah, you guys still Ghostbusters. <laughs> Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah, I'm gonna it's gonna make it happen, baby. But and then like you know. She didn't. She couldn't fly in originally because she had to. Rogue stole her powers and then gave them back, and that's how Rogue got the Rogue got the ability to fly from Captain Marvel. And I was like, okay. And there's there's a lot, you know. Like I said, comics are weird. What (laughs) what I know about Rogue is all stems from the Fox, uh, freaking X Men. (laughs) No, Rogue's Rogue is. She could beat Goku if she really wanted to. <laughs> yeah, just get close. Ha! Not even that. It's just like she she holds on. Like with Captain Marvel, she had that infinite amount of power inside of her for a little bit of time, and that power didn't this like it didn't go away all the way. So like every time she collects someone, she collects a little bit of their power. So Wolverine's regenerative abilities, Cyclops optic blast, things like that are like part of her. Yeah. I was like, I'm still thinking about that theme. Yeah. 
I need to go back and watch that. Yeah. Son, I think it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's on there. I'm um what I'm about to start, which a dude started over there at the, um, the house this weekend, the animated series again. I'm gonna watch that with the kid. Oh yeah. I haven't I haven't I saw it on Netflix. I'm I'm gonna work on my I was working on Wolverine and the X-Men because I was reading X-23, and that's a really badass comic, too. Because she, she's got a weird origin, but she's really kind of a badass. <laughs> I remember when I tried to get into comics, one mm. of the first ones I started to, the ones I t- attempted to t- read was uh, Wolverine, because that was my favorite. And I, I got all the way up into the part to where his son came back and fucked him up and left him in somewhere. <laughs> Did they leave him in that pool and like had, had yeah. kept regenerating like a pool of acid? I was like, oh. Yeah, his son did not like him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he just, this is terrible. He, he gutted him one time and just left him there and was like, all right, I'll catch you later. Yeah, I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. I I started with Batman like a while ago. And then like Batman led to Superman. Superman led to the Justice League. And then I was reading more Justice League. And then Justice League Dark. And I got into like Constantine and Zatanna. Oh, that's a I, I for whatever reason I enjoyed that Constantine movie, like the, so the, so so much. The Keanu Reeves one, yes, it's actually really good. Yeah, and but the TV but, show is really good too. Uh, for the one season, for the season, uh, it, it's not meant to be on network TV. It's nah, supposed to be on like it should have been on HBO. It looked like. like BBC shit to me. I guess that's what took me out of it. I was so because like I didn't know the backstory. I don't know the content and shit. And then I saw what Keanu Reeves did, and I really enjoyed that to the point yeah. to where I almost at one time got the damn tattoos. Wow, right here. Right here. So I, I'm glad I didn't do that, but I still yeah. did this shit, which yeah. I probably shouldn't have did that, but still. <laughs> but like it's that movie's just a non-British version. Mm-hmm. that's not as dark as the original comics yeah because like Which, yeah and the, in the tv series they actually do an actual storyline from the comics where the guy literally he has to kill his best friend because there's a demon trapped inside of him so it's like and it's really it's a really tough episode <laughs> but you know it's I, I i was enjoying it and then they use that same guy for legends of tomorrow now and it's just it's so awkward because it's like you it was a, it was almost a drama where the way they played it on NBC and then they move him over to the CW and it's like, today we're going to fight a giant stuffed animal. And I was like, yeah, that's going to work. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's not, it's not like Constantine's one of the more powerful sorcerers in the DC universe, but sure. <laughs> Whatever. Damn. I got a set of questions here. Sure. That, that I asked uh, Brandon when he was here. It's kind of like the uh, what the the newlyweds game or whatever. All right. So I got let's see one, two, three, four, five questions for you. Okay. All right. First one. What's his favorite genre of movies? Brandon's favorite genre of movie is. I want to go with action comedy. Action comedy. I think it's wrong. All right. Got that like, down. He likes porn. <laughs> <laughs> porn is his favorite type of movie. All right. 
What's his favorite movie? What's his favorite movie? Yes. Has he ever said that? I don't think he's ever said that. Maybe once. The first time I met him, that was... Uh, oh, let's, I'm going to go and just shoot in the... Let's see. I don't know. I honestly He had know. two right off the bat for you, sir, so you know. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> I, I usually just repeat mine over and over. I like this movie and this movie. Oh, man. I know I mean, what movie he hates. Well, <laughs> I put an asterisk by that one. What's the one he hates? I know he hates the Grudge movie. Oh, yeah. I, I remember hates, that, too. He hates the Grudge movie. That's, hang on. So... I don't think that's his favorite, though. I know he got it for his Easter basket. I remember hearing about that. Man, I'm trying to remember this episode. I'm trying to remember my first time talking to him about it. (laughs) You want to circle back around to that one? Yeah, let's go back. All right. Who is his favorite actor Mm -hmm. and actress? Okay. Let's see. I want to say his favorite actor is Lawrence Fishburne mm-hmm. and his favorite actress is no. Is it Carrie? Wa- I'm going to go with Carrie Washington. <laughs> Funny face lady. <laughs> Carrie Washington. All right. If you can have one guest on the show with you all to like review a movie or just the interview in general, who would your would who would his dream guest be? Like in person or just over the podcast like this? However you perceive, over the phone, in person. I feel like he would enjoy. That'd be kind of cool. Like Rusty Cundiv would have like. <laughs> Because, like, in real life, he would uh, it would be someone he could sexualize, like Maserati. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure he put for me, something I would sexualize. All right, and uh, next question. All right. <laughs> you kind of bared the lead on your answer, but uh, for him, if he could make a movie, mm-hmm. what would it be about? Oh, his let's see his movie would be about I feel like it would be I don't think it would be a horror movie it might be a horror movie mm. yeah it would be a horror movie like like, like a black slave grudge <laughs> <laughs> oh buddy I think that's I'm what I put down for my writing name. that down. Yeah, <laughs> that and that makes sense for. Him. <laughs> yeah, it's a horror movie. Something he's scared of. Oh, damn! I'm thinking about that shit too. We we had talked about it before in the podcast. We're like, we should they should definitely make a black slave grudge. Like, I don't understand if a Japanese if a Japanese ghost that is just slighted by his wife comes back and like 
kills a bunch of people because of it, there should be an uprising in every southern plantation. <laughs> just some just demons. Hot fuss. I'm gonna go hot fuss. Boom. Hot fuss. Hot fuss. Just random. All right. I got it down. <laughs> Just yeah. shooting from the hips. Yo. But man, um, as I told B, it's been an honor and a privilege to work with both of y'all. I, I can't uh-huh. yell it from the highest enough tops of mountains about how great your show is. Um, just the little parts and roles that I was able to play with, you know, within uh, your universe and everything. Yeah. I really appreciate appreciate y'all and whatever it is that y'all do, whatever it is y'all do. Like I don't fucking know. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you guys whatever plan on doing. Yo, like, like a southerners like to say, you, you little podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your little thing you got going over there. I was like, yeah, that thing. How's your little podcast going? <laughs> Thanks, it's going fine, Grandma. <laughs> That shit tickled the hell out of me. My sister did that this weekend when I went to visit. Mm. Like, oh, how your little podcast doing? Was, it's, it's cool. Still a little. <laughs> Still a little. Thanks for to people now, like you. But soon I will rule. <laughs> and then I'll be like, how's your little mortgage? Yeah. How's, how's your little mortgage? mortgage? Still paying it up? <laughs> <laughs> Can't have buku bucks like me. The Joe Rogan. The podcast. Oh, he he did some sacrilege to me. I already didn't listen to Joe Rogan. Yeah. But he had the undertake on there. I was like, oh God. <sighs> so I already no, hate this dude and you bring the undertake on. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I appreciate everything y'all do. That's why I contribute. That's why I try to help out in any way that I can. Um, before you go, mm-hmm. let everybody know where they can find you and be on social media. Sure. I will gladly do our pitch thing. That I have written right down somewhere on my paper that I'm gonna I had pulled up and apparently it was like fuck this bullshit I'm not gonna say it ever again. Oh okay, wait, there it is. <laughs> so um, this is Random Randy Savage from the Cult Forty Five Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cult Forty Five Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube and, and Twitch. You can find us on any of your podcasting apps it's out there. That's Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, you name it, we're out there. And if you want more of us, and you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cult45. Just for a dollar, you get extra content. And for $3 more, you can control our show. It's insane. Also, if you like cool threads like Rob has on right now and – Really cool artwork like I have on my background right now. You can go to whitecupent.com and because they fucks with us. Yeah, they do that. Yeah. (laughs) Hallmark of your show. Yeah. But, man, as is always, you've been a guest of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast and the door is always open for you to come back to promote your next big thing or just to shoot the shit. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to have a full script for you when I get it done. <laughs> Word. Like, so. I yeah. Paragraph two on page three. He's never coming back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to have a full script when I come back.
He's never coming back. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Hoppy. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm over here cooking dinner with hooks, rubs, and spices. Uh, B-Rob turned me on to this stuff, and i tell you what, it's great. It's a homemade blend of the finest ingredients sourced from Texas gardens, farmers, and markets. And it's some good shit. i tell you what. Try the smoking sweetness, or you can try Hoppy's favorite, the mad cow which is a nice peppery slap in the face. One taste and you'll be hooked. Hooks, rubs, and spices. 